You are listening to the Curtis King Podcast. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Curtis King Podcast. No matter where you're subscribing from or where you're listening from, I just need you to know how much I appreciate all the great energy, all the support. Uh, you know, when you start to do more sorts of long form content, it's pretty common that people start to drop off. You know, that's not as easily digestible because there's so much to uh, a 30 minute episode in which really a lot of this stuff is free form. A lot of this stuff is really just me kind of capturing my thoughts and saying them out loud for the first time since having them. And so in this platform, it is something that a lot of folks who, who struggle with patience uh, they, they tend not to consume this. So for those of you that do consume it, for those of you that listening to this on your, your way to your community work or you're listening to this as just an extra kick before you start cooking up, let me let's, let you know how much I appreciate you. I want to start this episode off a little bit differently. I want to read a passage from the book Stillness is the Key by Ryan Holiday. It goes, we were not put on this planet to be worker bees, compelled to perform some function over and over again for the cause of the hive until we die. Nor do we owe it, quotation marks, owe it to anyone to keep doing, doing, doing. Not our fans, not our followers, <laughs> not our parents who have provided so much for us, not even our families. Killing ourselves does nothing for anybody. It's perfectly possible to do and make good work from a good place. You can be healthy and still and successful. If you would have tried to give this to me, this passage <laughs> in my younger years of pursuing music, I would have laughed in your face. I'd have been like, yeah, that sounds like some some really wishy washy fantasy unicorns and Skittles type of fantasy, you know, you, you, you go do what you do. I'm on the hustle. I'm grinding. You know, I came from the schooling of, of Tupac DVDs where, you know, one of his famous interviews, he was talking about, you know, the kind of effort that it takes to keep doubling up and doubling up and doubling up and, and bombing on the competition and all that good stuff. And I think a part of that never really leaves you. It's just tenacity, especially within men, you know, it's just kind of the whole uh, masculine nature of men and the competitive nature that uh, I mean, it exists in women as well. But, you know, guys are the ones that are known to just be irrational, illogical in the name of being competitive. And so I look at that passage today from a much different place as a 34 getting ready to be 35 in January. Hallelujah. Thank you God, for, for keeping me around for so long. I appreciate you. Um, but I read that from a different place and that so much of our lives, we are taught by the people that we look up to, maybe people that we've never even met, that the only way to get the kind of success that you ultimately want, right, to be the best at what you want to be the best at, we have to literally kill ourselves on the way there. And obviously, this is not literally, but figuratively speaking, how much are you ready to lay on the line for what it is that you say that you want? I took this in a sometimes too literal sense 
and that I've sacrificed my body. I've sacrificed my mind. We're not going to go into that rabbit hole again, but I think it's something that I just know that I wanted to pass along to my producers in the community because so many of you are honest, hardworking men and women who just want to see your dreams come true. And I support you a thousand and one percent. This is why I provide the kind of content that I do. But I appreciate you. I appreciate you. And, and I appreciate your work ethic. I appreciate how much you want it. But along the way, don't forget who you're doing it for. If it is for your family, if it is for maybe you have uh, siblings that you're taking care of, maybe it is that you have, uh, you know, elders in your family that you're taking care of. Don't forget that you got to be here in order to take care of them. Money can't do everything that you need to do, right? That you can do, I should say. Uh, the ability to console them in hard times, the ability to inspire them, the ability to be a shoulder to cry on. Just human elements that money cannot bring. You can't just leave money behind and expect that everybody's just going to be fine. So in the process of grinding, my friends, mostly music producers, don't kill yourself. Don't do that to yourself. That is something that you can see it in the eyes of the people who have achieved the goals that they set out to to, to achieve, whether it's to be the best basketball player or the best um, in their particular corporation job, their corporate job, their blue collar job, whatever it is that they're into. You can see it in their eyes that the top doesn't see a lot of people with happy faces. And that's not to say that unhappiness is directly correlated with reaching the quote unquote top. That is to say that the sacrifices that are required for you to reach the top. OK, the obsessive nature that it asks of you. So that you can be as special as being number one, because that is a special place to be. That's why they say it's lonely at the top. The sacrifice, the pure human sacrifice that it requires does not promise you happiness. And it does not promise those that you are working for happiness as well. Let's not be delusional. That is something I had to come to grips with. And so it's important that you you take care of yourself along the journey. That's really the basis of that. But really, the episode today that we're going to speak about uh, is loosely based off what this book is based off of, because this book is called Stillness is the Key. And the way that stillness, the way that I kind of understood it after reading this book is stillness is that that peace that you see a Tiger Woods who's getting ready to win a master's. He's uh, preparing to hit the ball into the hole, right? He's getting ready to, and the, the, the crowd is silent. His mind seems to be only focused on one goal, right? It's the basketball player. I don't even want to talk basketball right now because my Lakers got beat by these Clippers again. Let's not even get into that. But <laughs> it's it's stillness is that that basketball player that is getting ready to take a free throw shot towards the end of the game. And uh, it is the end of the game. And literally the game depends on this. And it's their ability to sort of quiet down the outside noise and focus on the task at hand. Now, I'm not sure if Ryan meant for this to be overlapping or if, or if he even views it as the same thing. This uh, Ryan Holiday, the author of this book. But there's something else that is another phrase that really kind of gives me the same vibes of what he describes still state being, and that's flow state. 
And so I've been doing a lot of research the past few weeks on flow state, because for those of you that don't know what flow state is, I'm actually still doing some research. But flow state is that place that we go when we are doing the best work that we've ever done or when we're just in the zone, as a lot of people like to call it, just when you're in the zone. It's when you almost like I keep using this analogy, but it's so accurate. You're Super Mario with the star. Remember when he got the star back in the old school Mario and he could literally run through buildings, run through bricks, run through anything. And he was indestructible and he was focused on just getting to that flag at the end of the level. That is what in an exaggerated manner, what flow state is for us. It is that producer that sits down and begins making a beat with no expectations, doesn't know what kind of beat, what type of beat they're making. They don't even know what instruments they're going to use. They just kind of go into their rhythm, into their usual thing. And even while they're doing it, they don't realize that they have tapped into flow state. It is only after that they look back at the work that they've created and they're like, what the hell? How did I do that? And I know many of you have had moments like that. Right. Whether they're few or many, I know that you've experienced this on some level. A lot of people get to that place when they're cooking. They're cooking a meal and all they're thinking about are the things that this meal needs to be as close to perfect as possible. But they're not worried about anything. They're not worried about perfection. They're literally following the steps and almost the the majority of it becomes muscle memory. And they just get into this zone that is called flow state because it is a flow. You're flowing from one task to the other. And it's something that over the last week, for those of you that have been on YouTube and see me jump on the live streams, you have seen me multiple times in my flow state. I think I understand much better now. Not only that that was my flow state, but how I got there. And it was really a, a it's a regimen that continues to work for me. And now I understand it when I've heard producers in the past say before they've done sessions, they um, have played music before they even started making a beat. Right. Maybe they had a session with an artist and um, there's a producer that I talked to that, that worked with Alicia Keys. And he said that he has a regimen of playing just soulful music in the beginning and just having conversations about music. They're not talking about split sheets. They're not talking about features. They're not talking about first week sales. They're just vibing to the music and talking sometimes not even talking about music, but this is part of the process and part of the ingredients of what that producer needs to jump into their flow state. And so I feel that the last week I jumped into my flow state at will every single time that I sat down and the factors that go into that are, are, are really intriguing to me. At least they're really intriguing because I have not been able to tap into that flow state since probably 2010. Now, that's not to say that I haven't had moments of it. Right. I've obviously over the over the time period have had moments of it, but long extended periods of flow state. I haven't had since I was going on that run where I was making a bunch of beats for Glasses Malone. And I was really digging into this gangster in soul sound that 
you know, he coined it. But I was just chopping up samples, literally three beats a day, every single day. Okay, Kanye. <laughs> no, no, literally, I was sitting there chopping up samples, making three beats a day and sending them to his email by the end of the day. And then he had new beats to check out. And I believe in a two or three months uh, period, I knocked out a good like sheesh. It's still on my, my hard drive. Close to about 80, 90 beats. Right. I'm not saying all of them were good, but the majority of them were really, really good because I was in my flow state. Their production that even now he still talks about releasing because of the relevance of the emotion that were behind them. And that at that point in time, what it took for me to get in my flow state was that it was an escape from my day to day, because at that point in time, I was living with the homie Jinx and. Uh, you know, we all were really kind of scratching for for dollars to try to make ends meet there. And anybody's read my book, you know, that period of time was a really challenging period. But music, music was really this. It connected me to another world, chopping up these samples and listening to these bands from 1960 and 70 allowed me to, like, close my eyes and imagine just sitting in the back on a on a love seat, you know, listening to some of these singers that I had never heard of just really sing their soul out about what they're going through and what's the state of their, their their folks or their people in that period of time. I just, it was just an escape. And so for me, the simple art of listening to the samples, chopping them up, looping them, replaying them, pitching them up, pitching them down and just dragging them to my, my channel rack in FL studio. It, it was so easy for me to get in my flow state because in the moment, Here's, here's something that's really interesting about the flow state, just so you can kind of identify it. You know that you're in your flow state when you lose track of time. That's the first one. You lose track of track of time and also when you're not thinking, overthinking the process. OK, that is a challenge I know for a lot of us. Definitely been a challenge for me, overthinking the process. And the more successful you become, the more of a challenge this becomes, because now it's not just. I got to make this beat so I don't embarrass myself in front of my producer homies. Now it's I better continue this because my livelihood depends on it. And so these things become the enemy of the flow state. But, you know, you're in a flow state when you're not overthinking. And there's something that happens to the uh, the, the prefrontal cortex. I believe that is. I hope I didn't butcher that. But the free prefrontal cortex. There's something that happens in the prefrontal cortex in which it shuts down. And the prefrontal cortex is responsible for logical thinking. It's responsible for overthinking and all the emotions that are associated with that. That is the responsibility of the prefrontal cortex. And so when you are in flow state, you're not thinking about that anymore. You're not overthinking. You're just in the moment. You're right back here in the moment, cooking up the beat, going from step to step. You're not second guessing. Oh, man, I'm uninspired by this chord progression. Oh, it's getting boring. Oh, you're not thinking about any of that. You are so in tune with the work. That everything flows, even when something is not up to par with how you feel it should be. You don't stress it. Movement is your best friend when you're in flow state. And so I experienced this. A few times last week. And I think that here's the way that I describe how I got there. I'm not saying this is going to work for everybody, but I am saying you should be looking at the elements of your flow state when you feel like because I know, you know, this feeling. I know some of y'all out there, you know, this feeling. You might have had it recently. 
But when it happens, it's important that you write what you actually did before you sat down or what you did uh, in terms of your process. Right. Maybe there's a certain type of drink that you drink. Maybe it's water. Maybe it's a certain snack that you had. Right. Maybe it's a conversation with somebody that you've had around you. Maybe it's stretching that you've done. Maybe you meditate before you make beats. Maybe it's you watch funny YouTube videos. That is a part of what gets you in a place where you're not so tense and you just kind of let it flow. You let things happen. For me, making beats on live stream, it's going to sound so ridiculous to some of y'all because you're like, it's not such a big deal. But making beats on live stream for me has been such a struggle because reality versus perception is is the biggest war that I deal with with making beats on YouTube live. And same thing goes for any live stream, IG too. And the struggle that it is, is I want to be as great as I have been at my greatest in this moment in time, because I am underneath the microscope of complete strangers or people that look up to me, who look to my word uh, that I share with them as inspirational as helpful they look to me as authority figure as teacher and now they're looking to learn something from me how can i teach them when i'm in here struggling on this program and so that is one aspect of another another aspect of it was am i giving away too much of what i am doing right what's the use of me if somebody comes around and they take every step of my process and uh, you know, all of a sudden they're out doing the beats that I'm doing. Right. They take me out of business. And it sounds so ridiculous saying it out loud, especially because, you know, one of the things that I that I initially taught that I learned from the book, The Go Giver, is that that doesn't really exist. We are all cooks. We are all chefs. And if you think about a Martha Stewart, I've, I've used this analogy a million times. You think about a Martha Stewart, you think about any chef Ramsey. You go look up free recipe from Chef Ramsey and they may already have given you one of their best dishes over and over and over again. And then as they update it, they update it online, too. They're not they're not holding withholding any secrets. Why? Because they are not afraid of you replacing them. Even if you open up a restaurant like you got Gordon Ramsay and you say, I want to be Ramsey Gordon Gordian. That's my restaurant. I want to open it up in Vegas next to his. He laughs. He chuckles at that because it's like, that's cute. You cannot replace the value that I have given because the more value that I give, the more recipes that I give, the more that people tune in and learn something from me, the more valuable I become, the more valuable my business becomes. And it's something that I lost touch with because there's certain things that I had convinced myself were my secret sauce. And if we really, really dice it up, that's bullshit. There is no secret sauce. The only secret sauce that existed was the energy and the human being and the why behind why it is I do anything that I do, whether it's making a beat, whether it's making a video, whether it's doing anything. The secret sauce is the why. And even that's not a secret because I could share that. And it still won't move the needle for anybody else. Right. Because at the end of the day, I'm inspired by my why you're inspired by your why. And so 
getting on live had always been a very stressful thing for me. There's lives that I'm like halfway arguing with people on the internet or snapping at people. And these are things that are enemies of the flow state. There's videos of me where, you know, I'm long winded because I'm trying to buy time, trying to find the key of this 808 and trying to put it like figuring out why is it not in key with the melody that I put down there. All these things that I just I would overthink and the prefrontal cortex is going crazy when it should, in essence, be shut down. Right. Especially us as musicians, as creatives, as artists. We don't think we do. That is our art. We don't think we do. And the moment we th- the moment we think it's almost like we it's almost like, uh, you know, you might hear your grandma voice. I hear my grandma voice whenever I find my mind wandering. Now, something that I have done is I try to hear my grandmother's voice. say, get your ass out of there. Get, 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 get. Almost like I'm in the kitchen when she cooking. Get, get, get your ass out of there. I just hear her and then I get myself back <laughs> in the present moment. And this is what has been helping me. So let me go back to the process of uh, how I captured my flow state within live streaming. So let's carry that back over. The first time that I did it, I said, you know what? I don't know most of the people that jump in these live streams. I know some of them. Right. I know. And there's the thing about it. The majority of the people, there are always so nice. Right. Even when I'm not perfect. Or, you know, whatever. They they are still very kind and very understanding. Right. I've, I've heard them say, you know, it's all good. OG, like if it ain't the, if it ain't the day, it ain't the day. Like we know you got it. And, um, you know, that helped to a certain degree. But this time around, I said, you know what? Let me just talk to the people. And those who come in there who are like, man, shut up and just make a beat. Just block them out. Block, not even block them out mentally, like literally block them out of <laughs> that live stream. I'm not going to be rushed. Let me do what it is that I do. And you can go take your impatient ass and either go make a beat or go rush somebody else. But I'm going to say what I got to say. Talk to the people. Talk to the people that I connected with them. Connecting with them made me feel better about making beats in front of them. It's almost like a stand up comedian who goes on stage and you know he he has a call and response how we doing hey i said how we doing yeah we doing good that gives that comedian a really good feeling it helps their momentum it helps them get into a flow state i'm sure and so that's what it is for me just having conversation about music where's people reporting from all the usual internet stuff so i did it and it made me feel at ease right i should probably rewind one step before that i took my cbd (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> For those of you that don't know, I've been talking a lot about Oliver's Harvest, uh, which is a CBD company, right? They have all kind of different products, products from uh, I take these 600 milligram gummies in the morning. They have these uh, orange drops that you could put underneath your tongue. Uh, they have what else do they have? They have uh, what they call uh, the what they call calm. I think it's called calm mood. I think it's what it's called. Or Daily Calm, I think it's called. Daily Calm is, is the other ones that I take. So I'll take two of those and I spread it out throughout the day. And what it does for me is one, it helps chill my anxiety the hell out. And so I need that just in general. And it helps bring me back to the present moment, right? It it, it doesn't get you high. That's the thing about, I, I never, I can't go to weed for um, my anxiety. It, it intensifies my anxiety. CBD is, 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 it's weed without the high, not weed, but it's, yes, it's, <laughs> you know, get what I'm, the hell I'm saying. 
uh, you get the feeling, the the ease, right? You, even right now, like I had um, the Daily Calm before I started this podcast. There's a certain ease. Even when things go wrong, there's a certain ease. And maybe I should be giving it a lot more credit than what I'm giving right now. But I felt like it was once again an ingredient that gets me into flow state. So I took, um, I think, one of my gummies. I took a few little drops underneath my tongue. And it's not like it just hits you when all of a sudden you're like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm, I'm dreaming. No, you're just kind of very calmly and very slowly kind of just covers you over. That's how I feel it. And so after doing that, after talking with the audience, I found that every step of the way, just talking about the process out loud, not holding back, not being like, oh, should I talk? Not even thinking, just go. And as I put it together, even when things go wrong, I admit they're going wrong. Or I admit that, yeah, that's that's not exactly what I thought it was going to be. I'm not, it's not my job to jump on camera and be perfect every time. That is counterproductive to what it is that I'm supposed to be doing. If I'm here to inspire and to motivate and to help others, I'm not going to do that by being inauthentic. I have to be authentic. And so I share the process or I'll say, man, that 808 was out of key the whole time. Why y'all didn't tell me? Right. Or I'll see some of the feedback every once in a while. That's something else, too, is that. I had to actually flip my phone so that I don't see the comments coming up because once again, that breaks your flow state. Same way social media breaks your flow state because it starts to send thoughts in your head coming from somebody else who's not in their flow state. I have to remind myself, these are thoughts from somebody else who's not in their flow state. Somebody who probably wants to be in a flow state, somebody who sees your flow state and they become envious of it. And so to break that, they will say whatever they must to break your focus. So every once in a while, I'll take a breather. I'll take a glance. I'll respond a little bit to something if it's positive and I'll keep it pushing. The phone's on the other way. But I'm sitting here just in this zone and I am so unaware of the time that is passing. I am so unaware of whether or not something is dope until I feel it. And I'm like, yo, that's dope. And to say it and not try to convince myself that it's dope, it's the greatest feeling in the world. To finally sit there and have all these sessions, like the only thing that really kind of uh, broke my, my flow states from being longer in these sessions is the fact that I had technical difficulties. Now, that's a whole nother episode in itself that I'm never going to record, but you should know I had some technical difficulties. Uh, shout out to YouTube. And so aside from the technical difficulties that broke the flow, aside from, I think, the first, the second day that I jumped in, because I think I did four or five days in a row, I, you know, I had a little back and forth where I'm just like clowning on somebody for being in, just being stupid. And uh, that was my fault. I broke, I broke my flow state. But I took a breath, brought myself back to the presence, right? Savor the moment. That's what, that's what being in the present moment means. Savoring it, filling your hands, right? I'm rubbing my hands like Birdman right now. Filling the moment, right? Like, like touching your chest, right? Clapping your hands, right? Moving, dancing. These are the things that make us feel in the moment. Because we're only focused on what's going on right in front of us. And so I did that. I did it multiple times. And I got to tell you, I have never felt this great about making music ever in my life. This is the most fun I've ever had. 
And there's one more factor I feel like I must highlight and maybe it'll help somebody out there who was really trying to figure out, man, should I be selling my beats? And, um, you know, should I be out there, you know, trying to do whatever every other producer is doing? Is there another route for me if I don't want to sell my beats? Like, what if I just want to make it for fun? Why do I have to, how can I do this and still make a living? I want to do it full time, but I don't know quite what I want to do. I made the decision this month, which is December 2019 when I'm recording this. I made the decision this month to no longer sell beats on any beat store. And it had nothing to do with where the state of beat selling is at. It had nothing to do with beat stores or any problems I have with beat stores because uh, uh, Lord knows beat stars was amazing in my time period there. Like I, I feel so grateful to have experienced um, both of the biggest beat stores and to have been an ambassador for Airbit and then to go to beat store, beat stars and to, you know, be interviewed by them and to, to have their community embrace me. I feel so lucky, feel so grateful for that. This had nothing to do with that though. My decision to no longer sell beats, even to not work with artists, right? MERS may be the last artist that I work with as a producer. Outside of that, I'm going to make all my beats for free. I'm going to just throw them out there. You don't have to look at Curtis King as a producer anymore. I don't care what you call me, beat maker, producer, hobbyist. That's actually a compliment to me if you call me a hobbyist. Uh, making music now has become an, a hobby. And it feels so good. Oh, it feels so good. My trade or my profession now has become sound design. And so as I build out the elements of sound designing, as I learn the craft, I feel so little pressure. Because I'm monetizing something that is not necessarily my joy. My joy is making beats, making whatever music I want to make, not worrying about, is this going to be a single for somebody? Is this going to be understood? Is this going to be something I can sell? What type beat, what type type beat is this? All that stuff really robbed me of the joy of what I initially had when I started making music. Now I'm a hobbyist. Now as a hobbyist, I'm making better music, original music, than I've ever made. And so I brought up MERS uh, because I just released a song this last week uh, with D1 and MERS. And that was me just chopping up samples. But even when I made those beats, I had no idea of really what exactly flow state was. But I tapped into it there little bit by little bit. Now. Being that you don't have to think of me as a producer, you can say whatever you want to say about me. I am getting ready to launch a highly successful business next year. Mark my words. And producers all around will know exactly about the company that I'm getting ready to launch. So that being said, that is what I am monetizing. Sound designing is what I am monetizing. Making beats is finally back to my hobby and I love it. I cannot explain to you how much joy that brings me now. But I think you'd probably already know. You probably already know. So that I believe is one of the last factors that contributed to me and my flow state. Taking the pressure off because I don't have to be anything. It didn't have to be anything. I'm just making music. Talking to the audience who I know who I'm making beats in front of. Not worrying about 
Are they judging me? Just all the silly things that happen prefrontal. Just making music. Taking my Oliver's Harvest CBD. Holla. <laughs> hey, holla. That has helped me tremendously. Won't you do me a favor? Won't you go in the comments below, whether you're on YouTube, probably this is say specifically YouTube. Leave a comment below and tell us about your flow state. What are some of the things that you do that gets you into a flow state? If you are listening to this podcast on any of the podcast uh, distributors that make this available, once again, thank you so much. God bless you and your craft. Be safe. Please make it out of 2019 safely. I wish you nothing but the 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 most healthiest of success that you could ever have. In this life, you will not be full of life until you decide to live life to its fullest. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. This is Curtis King of CurtisKingBeats.com. This is the Curtis King Podcast. Peace.